Welcome to the Holy Bible Study for Genesis chapter 2. Now like with chapter 1, chapter 2 is going to be divided into two Holy Bible Studies. In this episode, we're going to primarily focus on the seventh day, which is also known as the Sabbath day. I'm going to answer many questions that Christians have, such as, is the Sabbath on Saturday? Is the Sabbath on Sunday? Should Christians celebrate it? Is it the same Sabbath day that the Jews celebrate? I'm going to answer those questions and more in this episode. So stay tuned. Sit back and enjoy as we delve into Genesis chapter 2 and the subject of the Holy Sabbath day. This Holy Bible study we are picking up in Genesis chapter 2, which is going to basically be building on Genesis chapter 1 where we left off in the creation process. So you're going to find some things repeated in this chapter. It's not that God's doing them again. He's not recreating man. He's not creating the earth again. He's not creating the um, planets again. He's not recreating the trees and, and things like that. He's basically just explaining everything that he created in chapter 1. In chapter 2 now, he's explaining how Adam is going to care for those things. And for instance, like if you read chapter 1... You say, okay, God created the grass and the trees, but there's no rain. He hasn't created rain yet or weather. We haven't read anything about weather. So how are the plants and whatnot being watered? Well, he gives the answer to that in chapter 2. Is He expands on what he was explaining in chapter 1. Just a quick overview. I will explain as we go further. Now, there's a lot, again, to cover in this chapter, so I'm hoping, it's only 25 verses, I'm hoping we can fit it all into one study, but if it does look like I'm going to run too much over, unfortunately, we're going to have to break it up and probably split it into two studies again, but I'm going to do my best to get through this as quick as possible, because there is so much to cover. All right, so verse 1, thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God ended his work which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made. When it says God rested, it's not because he was tired. God's God. He doesn't get tired. What it means is, is that everything he did up until this point in the first six days was complete. It was perfect. There was nothing more he needed to add to it. There was nothing he needed to take away from it. So he was done. Like Jesus, if you remember when he died on the cross and his um, mission was complete for our salvation, he said, it is finished. So that's what it means when God rested. Like Jesus in the tomb, he rested for three days and then he rose again on the third day. It says he rested. So God here rested on the seventh day, meaning there's nothing he could do. He was, he was done. He did everything he needed to do. And going further, like I said, he's not doing all these things we're going to read about in this chapter. He's not making the earth again. He's not making man again. He's telling you, after he had made those things, this is what happened at that time, which he didn't go into detail of in chapter 1. So, he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made, and God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because that in it 
he had rested from all his work which God created and made. So again, God created. There's no evolution. There's no Big Bang. I refuted both of those theories in the first two Bible studies. If you didn't watch them, go back and watch them. They're garbage. They're trash. They're anti-God theories. People who believe in God should not be promoting those theories. And if you try and reconcile either one of those theories with the Word of God, they're going to fall apart. They just don't. God explains things in so much more of an intricate way, and it makes so much more sense than the Big Bang Theory or evolution. So don't get drawn away or led away by those false God theories. So he rested from all his work which he had created and made, and he blessed the seventh day. Notice that. If you go back into chapter 1, we find evening and the morning were the first day. Evening and the morning were the second day. Evening and the morning were the third day. And so on and so forth through the sixth day. But when we get to the seventh day, it says God blessed it and sanctified it, which means made it holy. So the seventh day is altogether set apart from every other day of the week. And we're going to find that going forth in the Holy Bible. He puts great significance on the seventh day. It is his day. It is known as the Sabbath, the Shabbat in Hebrew. And that's why he said, as I rested, you too must rest from all your labors on the seventh day. I explained that I was going to explain what the Sabbath was and why it's not Sunday in the previous study, why it's actually Saturday, and why actually, in all actuality, it's Friday night to Saturday night because we learned in chapter 1 that a day began at sundown and ended at sundown on God's timetable. Before I go further into verse 4, I really wanted to give you a study on the Sabbath day. Especially for Christians, Jews already know about it. They keep the Sabbath. They love the Sabbath. Um, they are commanded to keep the Sabbath for all generations until the end. But Christians, there's a great debate. Do we keep the Sabbath? Don't we keep the Sabbath? Do we keep it on Sunday? Do we keep it on Saturday? Do we worship? Do we rest? What do we do? In 2016, about a year after I started this website, I sat down and I wrote a really informative article on the Sabbath day, which I believe answers the questions I just posed. So, real quick, bear with me. I'm going to read through this article, and I think you're going to get a lot from it. And it explains whether or not us Christians should keep the Sabbath day. All right, so it says the Sabbath day. There is no other day in human history that has been debated more amongst Christians than the biblical seventh day. Exactly what day of the week is it? Should we still observe it today? Is it meant only for Israel and the Jewish people? If we do keep it, how has God commanded us to do so? Through my ten years of biblical studies, I believe I have discovered the answers to these pressing questions, which many modern Christians wrestle with. Before I go further, let me be clear. I pass no judgment on Christians who do not observe the Sabbath day. We are not bound to the Old Testament laws of the Jews. But I believe that God and our Lord Jesus Christ are pleased when we strive to keep the commandments. And I'll give reasons going further. There is no man who keeps every commandment of God perfectly. No man. As we all sin and fall short of the glory of God. But God's grace should not be used as an excuse to not make an honest effort to keep his law. The question that I pose to every Christian reading this article is, how can you strive to honor your parents, not murder, not steal, not lie, not cheat, 
not covet, but at the same time, not try to keep the Sabbath day holy. So you try not to do all those other things, or you strive not to do all those other things which God said don't do, but at the same time, something he said do, you don't try to do. Last time I checked, God gave us ten commandments, not nine. God's commandments are not suggestions. They are commands and are written for the betterment of our lives and our souls. Lord Jesus himself said of the Holy Sabbath day, The Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. Mark chapter 2 verse 27. This means that God did not create us solely to observe the commandment, but he gave the commandment to benefit us. Rest is good for man. And you can ask any doctor just how healthy a workaholic who works seven days a week is. The doctor will tell you that they need to slow down and get some rest. When our bodies are sick, we are not just given medicine, but are prescribed rest. God knew that rest does our bodies good, and that is why he himself set the example for us by resting from his work on the seventh day. No one needs to work seven days straight. There's no excuse for it. Not only are you breaking God's law out of greed for an extra day of pay, but taking no break from your labors catches up to you and your work performance will suffer. And eventually your body will crash or rebel. God prescribed many dietary laws in his word for our health, but the most important prescription that he ever gave to us was the day of rest, the Sabbath day. The famous preacher whom I love, Chuck Missler, once said, The physical necessities of man require a Sabbath of rest. He is so constituted that his bodily welfare needs at least one day in seven for rest from ordinary labor. The failure to set aside the seventh day may account for the toil of stress in our modern society. Now the question arises, when is this biblical day of rest? The seventh day. Many are confused as to whether it is Saturday or Sunday. Biblically, it is Saturday. The Hebrew Sabbath, the Shabbat, the seventh day of the week, our Saturday, is known as a Shabbat in Hebrew. So it's the same word. Shabbat, which means Sabbath. Shabbat means Saturday. So there's no doubt, there's no question, that that's exactly when the Holy Sabbath day is on God's calendar. I'm going to skip a little further here, so bear with me. I'm going to try and just hit on the, the big points of this article. Now, um, the Sabbath day begins on Friday evening at sunset and then Saturday evening at sunset, because I already explained, days are sundown to sundown. Now, but I personally, and when I say I keep the Sabbath, I want you all to understand that I just do my best to keep it holy, so I don't lay in bed all day long, 24-7. Um, I do do my best to keep away from the outside world and the things I would normally do throughout the rest of the week with the outside world, whether that be my worldly job, whether that be out and about doing worldly things like grocery shopping or, or going out to meet friends at a restaurant or whatever, not our family. I try to just set it aside as a day for God. So that's my rest. I find my rest in Jesus. And Jesus said he's our Sabbath. So our rest is found in him. So you can keep, per se, the Sabbath however you want. And my advice is just that you do it in a holy way. That you set aside time for Bible study. That you set aside time to... Uh, meditate and talk to God and speak to Him and pour out your heart before Him and pray to Him. Or watch godly programming on television. 
or um, you know watch godly videos on YouTube whatever you want to do just I would say take one day a week and I would suggest it to be either Friday night sundown or Saturday night sundown or Saturday or if you want even Sunday it's our Lord's resurrection day I just suggest setting aside one day a week is a day of rest unto the Lord I believe that you will be blessed for it he's blessed me for it uh, my life has only gotten better and healthier since I began to keep a Sabbath to the Lord each week. So again, we're not bound to do it. He's saying, you're not bound to my Old Testament laws because Christ died for you not being able to keep those laws. But, again, that shouldn't be used as, a, as an excuse for us not to try to, to do our best to keep God's laws, to be holy for Him. He, Jesus said, be you holy for I am holy. God said, be you holy, I am holy. Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And, Jesus is one with the Father and the Holy Spirit as God. So he's not just speaking of any commandments he gave in the New Testament, which a lot of them were just repeating the Old Testament. But he wrote all the laws of the Old Testament. Because Jesus Christ is God in the flesh. One with Yahweh and the Holy Spirit is the true God of heaven and earth forever and ever. So if you want to know if Jesus wanted us to keep the Sabbath per se and keep it holy, I would say yes. Because he said if you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. So it's one thing to just say, I believe in Jesus, but if you're living an unholy, sinful life, you don't really believe. Because if you truly believed in him, you would try to be living for him and the Father the best way you possibly can. And how do we do that? By trying to keep his laws, keep his commandments, honor your parents, don't steal, don't murder, don't cheat, don't gossip. And I would say add it to that list of commandments, which was, I don't believe, ever taken away. Keep the Sabbath. Keep it holy. Now, it brings into question, when did the whole Sunday Sabbath idea start in the first place, if, if biblically it's Saturday? On any calendar, we clearly see that Saturday is the last day of our week. It's the seventh day on any calendar. So why then do the Catholic Church and other denominations treat Sunday as the Sabbath day? We have to look to history. Our God, Yahweh, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, nor Lord Jesus, ever changed the day in the Holy Bible. You can read from Genesis to Revelation, you will never find the Sabbath day changed to Sunday. It always remains Saturday. So then who changed it? In Western Christianity, specifically Catholicism, the observance of the Lord's day, his resurrection day on Sunday, has seemed to completely supplant the Sabbath observance on Saturday. Early Christians following after St. Paul and the early apostles still observed Saturday as the Sabbath with prayer and rest, but they also gathered to worship on Sunday. So you get it? Saturday was still a day of rest and, and uh, devotion to God. Sunday was a day of worship, you know, when they were out with their tablets and harps or whatever, you know, they had at the time to worship God. By the 4th century, Christians were led to drop Saturday observance altogether because of civil edicts that were put into place by Constantine, a leader of Rome at that time, and early church leaders, and to officially embrace and observe Sunday as their day of rest. Now, did these men have biblical authority to make these changes? I don't care what the Catholic Church or any Pope or any Vatican tells you, God's word cannot be changed. The Pope is not infallible. No man is infallible. They cannot trump the word of God. They cannot change the word of God at will. I don't care what anybody tells you. It's not biblical. So the answer is no. They had no biblical authority to change the Sabbath from Saturday to Sunday. 
Now, again, I'm not persuading anyone to not worship on Sunday or to not keep Sunday holy. I, we should keep every day holy, especially Saturday and Sunday, the Sabbath and our Lord's Resurrection Day. Because so much more also happened, happened on Sunday. I mean, you had the day of Pentecost when the church was born. And um, a lot more, if you do your studies, a lot in the New Testament happened on Sunday. So it's a big day. It should not be disregarded. But the Sabbath from Genesis chapter 2, the very first book of the Holy Bible, emphasis is placed on that day, Saturday, blessed by the Lord. It was the day he rested. It should be kept holy. He sanctified it. So question arises, why would Constantine, a so-called Christian, make such an unbiblical decision? Why would leaders of the church at that time follow his lead? Well, sun worship was the official religion of the Roman Empire at that time. And Constantine was deep in that. And Sunday was the official worship day on which homage was given to the sun. Hence the name Sunday, which we get from pagan Rome. In order for the freshly converted Christian Constantine to make it more convenient for his pagan people to convert to his new faith, which I don't honestly believe was genuine, and a lot of theologians are in disagreement over whether or not he was truly saved or not, he accepted their day of worship as the holiest day of the week. So the biblical Sabbath of Saturday, observed by Christ Jesus and his disciples, would be done away with by the early Roman Catholic Church because of growing anti-Semitic feelings in Constantine's empire. The Catholic Church has rewritten many doctrines of the Holy Bible in order to replace the nation of Israel with the Church and the Holy City of Jerusalem with Rome. Again, God never made these changes in the Holy Bible. Now, you can read a lot more about the Church's sins, the Roman Church's sins, in my new book, The Coming Signs of Our Times. Uh, I'm going to give you a preview from it tonight on this subject, on Mystery Babylon. It goes into great detail about the many heresies, blasphemies, and abominations, and unbiblical practices and rituals of the Roman Catholic Church. And I call them the Roman Catholic Church and not the Catholic Church, because Catholic means universal. So that could mean many denominations into one. But Roman Church, the reason I refer to them as the Roman Church, is because I believe that they have followed after ancient pagan leaders of Rome, like Constantine, far more than they ever have St. Peter or St. Paul, whom they claim that the church authority descends from. Which in my book I refute that beyond belief, biblically. Now, to the million dollar question, should we Christians observe the Holy Sabbath day today? Many say we are not bound to do so, because Christ nailed the law to the cross. Colossians 2.14 says, Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it, the law, to the cross. Now, hallelujah, yes, he nailed all the laws and ordinances that we break daily to the cross. Everyone. Because he knew that before he came and after he died for us, no one would ever be able to keep the law. Now, does that mean, though, that we can now break it? It will. As St. Paul would say, God forbid. Christ said if we loved him and the Father, we would keep the commandments. Are we going to be able to keep them all? Obviously, no one can, no one ever will. Still, we must do our best to keep God's perfect law while being imperfect human beings. It is an act of our love and loyalty toward God to do so. Now, if we don't even try 
If we just ignore his law, live sinful lives because Jesus nailed the laws to the cross, then we are spitting on Jesus' sacrifice. He didn't die so we could continue to live in sin. He died so that we would be transformed and become new creations and that in our hearts and in our minds and our spirits we would live for God. So when we accept what he did for us at Calvary's cross to cleanse us of all sin and all iniquity and all unrighteousness, and then we choose to live in sin simply because he already got punished for it, that is selfish and unthankful living. So is it really too much to ask that we Christians set aside the Sabbath as a day of rest? So sadly, I do think it is too much to ask of modern Christians just because they've gotten into such worldly habits. So many Christians, it's hard to tell them from secular-minded individuals of the world this, these days just because... I mean, even they're bringing the secular world's music and the Christian music, and they're uh, doing all these skits and plays and rock bands and Starbucks and everything else, heavy metal bands and hip-hop in the churches today. Christians have gotten so infused with the world that instead of bringing Jesus and the Word of God and the church out to the world, instead, they're bringing the world into the church, and that never ends well. Satan's having a field day with it. And that's why at church these days, like my great inspiration, Jack Van Impe used to say, that the church members are getting two poems and a play instead of hearing the Word of God in church. And that is why our society is just going to hell in a handbasket because people aren't being taught morals anymore. They're not getting taught right from wrong. They're not getting taught what's uh, truth and what's false. They're not getting taught about the true God. They're not getting taught about godly living. They're not getting taught about the Sabbath day. So many are just, in their mind, deceived to believe it's Sunday. So they're out partying it up on Saturday and on Friday night, and all the while defiling God's holy day. Now, I want to try and finish this up as quick as possible, because there's so much more to hit on in this chapter. Um, did you know that Jesus... Our Lord actually kept the Sabbath while he was on earth. I mean, he is the Lord of the Sabbath after all. Uh, he said, Do not think that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. Get it. I did not come to destroy the law. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. So he fulfilled the prophets, he fulfilled the law, but he didn't come to destroy it. He said, going further, in that same chapter, For verily I say unto you, until heaven and earth pass, not one jot or tittle shall in no way pass from the law. Now a yacht and tittle meant, uh, that's how I believe you pronounce it, a yacht. A yacht or a tittle actually meant like a cross T or a dotted I. Not one dotted I, not one cross T will pass away from the law, so it all be fulfilled. Whosoever therefore shall break, this is Jesus speaking, get it. Whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments. I mean, God gave a lot of commandments, but he said, these ten I want you to keep. These ten, they're not that hard. Try and keep these ten. Jesus said, you break even one of them and shall teach men, teach men to do so. You shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. So will you get there? Will you get to heaven? Sure, you're a believer. You believed in Jesus. You love Jesus. You preach Jesus. But if you went on breaking his law knowing it was wrong, see, there's a difference. People can ignorantly break God's law and then later on find it and be like, oh man, I never knew all this time I've been doing that. God says that's wrong. But if you know his law, 
and you purposely break it and it doesn't bother you in any bit whatsoever, number one, you probably don't have the Holy Spirit and you don't repent of it, then you're in trouble with God. Again, you may get to heaven if you're covered in the blood of Jesus, you believe in Jesus. But if it becomes habitual and you keep on sinning without repenting and without feeling any conviction by the Holy Spirit, you may not be saved. I would double-check your salvation there at the door. He said, Jesus, whosoever shall do and teach the commandments, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. So I want to be called great in the kingdom of heaven. I want to be pleasing to God and our Lord. I want to be, um, you know, at their thrones, um, hearing well done, good and faithful servant. So I teach the commandments. A lot of them are popular today. I teach. Man shall not lay with men. Women shall not lay with women. And I am called a hater and a bigot all the day long. But that's a command of God. So I teach it. And we need to teach it. You can find Jesus talking about all that in Matthew chapter 5, verses 17 to 19. And while on earth, like I said, Jesus kept the Sabbath. He observed the Sabbath. Also, a lot of people don't realize, which I alluded to earlier in this study, just as God the Father rested after creating the world on the seventh day, so too Jesus rested when he completed his work on earth. He was entombed on the Sabbath day and didn't rise until Sunday morning when the Sabbath was complete. Now that is powerful witness to keeping the Sabbath. His disciples, including Paul, observed the Sabbath after his death and resurrection. So yes, I believe that we Christians should do our absolute best every weekend to make Saturday holy. To hopefully make it a day of rest, a Sabbath under the Lord. But if not, just keep it holy. Stay away from the ungodly things you would normally do on a Friday night or a Saturday. Give God that much effort. Now, we find that Paul preached in the synagogue every Sabbath, the book of Acts tells us. You can find that in Acts 13, uh, 14, Acts 13, 42, Acts 13, 44, Acts 17, 2, Acts 18, 4. The whole book of Acts is filled with Paul teaching in the synagogue every Sabbath. Now, anyone who tries to preach that Paul neglected to observe the Sabbath day is just not reading their Holy Bible. Now, I have a few more verses here I want to read you about the Sabbath that I think will... Um, hopefully inspire you to, to do your best to keep it like I do. Um, one of them has to do with the millennium. When Christ returns to earth after the battle of Armageddon, after he destroys Antichrist, and, and after God sets up his kingdom on the earth for a thousand years, and Jesus rules and reigns, we Christians, not Jews, we Christians are going to keep the Sabbath. That's going to be mandated. That's found in Isaiah chapter 66, verse 22 and 23. And then we have in Exodus chapter 16, verses 26 and 29, uh, the Lord has given you the Sabbath. Therefore, he gives you on the sixth day the bread of two days. Abide you every man in his place. Let no man even go out of his place on the seventh day. So that's how important it was to God to be set aside. Now, obviously, we can do that as long as, like I said, we keep it holy. Remember the Sabbath, keep it holy. Exodus 20, verse 8. And we have some more verses in Exodus 20, uh, verses 10 and 11. In Leviticus chapter 19, verses 3 and 30, You shall fear every man his mother and his father, and keep my Sabbaths. I am Yahweh, your God. Leviticus 23, verse 3 speaks of it. Deuteronomy chapter 5, verses 12 and 14 speaks of it. 
Um, Isaiah chapter 52, verse 2 and 6 is a big one. Blessed. Blessed. You want to be blessed? Blessed is the man that does this. And the son of man that lays hold on it, that understands this. That keeps the Sabbath from polluting it. How do you pollute it? Everything I've just said, worldly things. Stay away from the worldly garbage during God's Sabbath. Keep your hand from doing any evil in it. Also the sons of the stranger. Now the stranger of the Jews were the Gentiles. That's us, Christians. That join themselves to Yahweh. To serve him. And to love the name of Yahweh. To be his servants. Everyone that keeps the Sabbath from polluting it. And takes hold of my covenant. And we are brought into that covenant through Jesus Christ. The minister of the new covenant. Saith the Lord God. So don't pollute it. God says if you don't pollute it, you'll be blessed. And again, we have Matthew chapter 12, verse 8. Mark chapter 2, verse 28. Luke chapter 6, verse 5. Speaking of Jesus Christ is the Lord of the Sabbath day. So if our Lord is Lord of that day, why would you not keep that day holy? So maybe I've convinced some of you tonight. Maybe I haven't swayed you one way or the other. All I want you to know is that if you want to be blessed, do your best to keep the seventh day holy. And that is Friday night sundown to Saturday night sundown or Saturday. Keep Sunday holy. Worship Sunday. Keep the Sabbath day holy. At the end of the day, that's my conclusion. Hopefully you'll agree. If not, we can argue, we can debate, but I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. Okay, so unfortunately, it looks like I'm coming up on the half an hour marker here. If not, I'm probably going to go a little bit over. So I'm not going to get anywhere near as far as I wanted to get in this Holy Bible study today. So uh, we're going to do basically what we did with chapter 1. We're going to split it up into two parts. I hit on two verses of chapter 1, and I did the other verses in the uh, episode 2 study. So that's what I'm going to do again today. We're going to end the chapter 2 study at verse 4, and we're going to pick up in verse 4 of chapter 2 in episode 4 Bible study, only because I don't want to go too much over. There's still a whole lot to cover that I didn't even come anywhere near to touching on, and um, it's going to go well over an hour if I end up covering everything I wanted to cover tonight. So... Tune in next time as I continue the remainder of Genesis chapter 2. And until then, friends, God bless you all and Godspeed.